recent survey, well, it happened at the um, end of April, shows that 72% of Americans are already making plans for their next vacation. And 35% of travelers would consider a vacation as early as this summer. Are you one of those people? Do you have a travel-related question? It could be about a cruise, a hotel, a road trip. Our next guest has the answer. I can guarantee it. Our number is 312-981-7200. Here for you now is travel expert Peter Greenberg. He's a travel editor for CBS News. And, of course, you know him here on WGN Radio. He's the host of Ion Travel, which is on 3 p.m. this Saturday and on all Saturdays. Right, Peter? You got it. Happy happy Tuesday. (laughs) Happy Tuesday to you. (laughs) It's so nice to hear your voice. How have you been doing? Well, you know, it's uh, I'm still here in the bunker in New York. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's starting week eight. And, uh, you know, as, as I try to tell my friends I have a solution, I just made a new passport, and I stamp it every time I go between the bedroom <laughs> and the living room. It makes me feel better. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you know, last time we talked, we talked about how this is the longest that you have probably ever sat still, and uh, it's that, even longer true. now. <laughs> Yes, I set a new record every day, and I'm not proud of it. How about that? I know. Okay, so before we talk about everything, we've got to talk about this viral photo that happened on United Airlines. Yep. Um, Of course, there was a physician, and he tweeted out a photo, and it was just a packed flight. And United had said, you know, the middle middle seats, they were going to keep those open. I know. Uh, Delta Airlines said the same thing. And on average, by the way, they've been able to do it because the average number of passengers on their planes is about 17. Not, however, on this particular United Airlines flight. And as a result of that photo, by the way, United has now made an announcement that if you get to the airport and you're about to board your plane, and when was, when was the last time you ever heard this, and you think it's too crowded, they'll rebook you on another flight. You are kidding. Really? Yeah. I mean... That was their answer. Now, of course, their next flight may, may not be till next Thursday, but the point is at least they're trying to respond to it. It's not going to happen a lot, although the numbers are slightly increasing every day. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, the total number of passengers that was screened by the TSA through the entire country was about 89,000. Now it's about 200,000 on average. Now, to put that in perspective, that's still a fraction of what it normally would be on a day like today, which would be about 2.3 million. Wow. So... The odds are still in your favor that you're going to get the center seat blocked. But on this particular flight, uh, that is not what happened. So a lot happening. Um, A lot of uh, airlines now requiring wearing a mask on a flight. Is that across the board or is that um, just uh, certain carriers? In this country, it's almost across the board. Maybe by tomorrow, it'll be every airline. Some airlines are treating it differently than others. Some airlines, if you don't have one, they'll give you one. Other airlines, like Frontier, if you don't have one, you don't get on the plane. Mm. Um, And then comes the issue of, can you ever take it off during the flight? Well, some people would say, well, I'd like to be able to take it off if I'm going to drink something Uh or if I'm going to eat something. But a lot of airlines aren't serving food. Um, It's a little, it's a gray area right now about, you know, what constitutes an unruly passenger who wants to take off his or her mask for five or six minutes during the flight. Uh, What's really happening, if you really want to know the truth, Folks are going to the bathroom. When they get in the bathroom, they close the door, and that's when they take off the mask and do, mm-hmm. do some heavy breathing and then go back to their seat. <laughs> okay. Um, so a lot of a gray area there when it comes to wearing a mask on a flight. 
Well, yeah, but there's no gray area about getting on the plane. You have to wear the mask. Got it. Okay. Um, Also, the uh, U.S. Department of Transportation, it issued, uh, I saw this on USA Today, issued its second warning in as many months to airlines saying that, uh, you know, about refunds. uh, Yep. Yeah. Well, you know that on my show, the number one complaint is about refunds Mm -hmm. uh, from airlines and tour operators and hotels. Uh, cruise lines, but when it comes to airlines, and we talked about this before, there is an existing Department of Transport, U.S. Department of Transportation rule that says if the airline cancels your flight, not if you do, but if the airline does, even if you bought a non-refundable ticket, you're entitled to a full refund of what you paid directly back to the original form of purchase. What was interesting about the U.S. DOT letter today, they did one about two weeks ago where they reminded the airlines of the rule, but they didn't say they were going to enforce it. Today's email announcement was even weaker. I mean, it was laughable. Uh, The DOT said, hey, we're just reminding you again that this rule exists, and we'd like you to reconsider your policies and be more considerate. You know what that's tantamount to? Me driving 150 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone six times in a row, being pulled over and just being asked if I could be a little more considerate. No, I broke the law. The airlines are breaking the rule. The, the DOT has gotten so many emails. Oh, we're talking thousands of complaints from passengers. That's what prompted this email today. But even the email itself was so milquetoast as to be ridiculous. Why do you think it was so weak? Because under the Trump administration, uh, the Department of Transportation, as well as the FAA, by the way, has been not exactly big on regulation. They've not been big on enforcing existing rules, whether it comes to safety, certification of the Boeing 737 MAX, remember that, mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to basic passenger consumer rights. So what this is going to end up doing is a flood of, of, uh, of emails to credit card issuing banks disputing the charges on those cards. And if those are denied, then it's going to be a parade of small claims court cases in Chicago and everywhere else against airlines, hotels, and cruise lines. And by the way, you're going to win those cases. Well, that's, that was going to be the follow-up question. So what if you are stuck in this nightmare cycle where you're trying to get a refund issued to you for a canceled flight that you didn't cancel, but the airline canceled? What, what's your recourse? The recourse is, does the airline have a, t- a sales office in Chicago? And if they do, that's an address. You file a small claims court against them, you serve them, and you got a judgment against them. And with enough judgments against them, you could almost even lock down their planes. Uh, the, the bottom line is they'll, they'll, they'll write the check then. The airlines are desperate for cash. I get it. But they just got bailed out to the tune of $58 billion, mm-hmm. and and they're still flaunting the rules. This, and, and I should also tell you, this, doesn't, this rule of the DOT doesn't just apply to U.S. airlines. It applies to any airline, U.S. or foreign, that flies to or from the United States or within the United States. So they all have to play by the rules, and very few of them are these days. It seems, too, just from what I read, that there was a big issue sort of of not being clear on what sort of, um, you know, the, the definition of what, uh, constitutes needing uh, an, a refund issued? Oh, it's, it's very clear. If the airline cancels my flight 
-hmm. And even if they rebook me on another flight, they have still canceled my flight, haven't they? Mm -hmm. Therefore, I qualify under the DOT. There's no wiggle room there. Now, the airline might say, oh, we have a policy that if we can rebook you within six hours, then we don't owe you a refund. That policy means nothing. The DOT rule is in force. They're playing games. And and, uh, they they need to be uh, held accountable. Well, it looks like a small claims court it is then, Peter Greenberg. And I will tell you this. Uh, I've said this on my own show. I'll say it on yours. I'll make you a bet that you're going to have some very receptive small claims court judges to your case because they've been trying to get a refund, too. Okay. Well, you mentioned the uh, 737 MAX. Uh, The Boeing CEO uh, made a comment that he doesn't think that one major U.S. carrier, uh, he thinks one won't make it. And what do you think? Well, if he's saying major U.S. carrier, Mm -hmm. I disagree. Uh, Look, your your hometown airline uh, is, is in serious financial trouble. I get it. So are the other airlines, even with the bailout, because remember the terms of the bailout. The terms of the bailout was to give these airlines money to continue to fly and continue their employees on payroll through September 30th. Well, when September 30th rolls around and America hasn't reemerged from the corona crisis, they're going to lay off a lot of people, pilots, flight attendants, mechanics, and they're going to ground a lot of their planes that haven't already been grounded already. So when the airlines tell you they're going to come back as smaller airlines when it comes to American, Delta, and United, they're telling you the truth. Go by that. The other airlines may have more difficulty. But right now, I don't see a U.S. airline outright failing, meaning liquidating, uh, this year. I don't see it. Okay. There we go from Peter Greenberg. All right. Coming up, we're going to talk about fun things, deals that you're seeing, where you think we should be thinking about traveling to, who's booking flights, and how to do that safely. Are you thinking about your next trip? Are you thinking about when is the perfect time to book that trip and what you need to know before you do? Well, host of Eye on Travel, which you can listen to right here on WGN Radio on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Peter Greenberg is is here. And by the way, Peter is also a multiple Emmy-winning investigative reporter and producer, too. So you know he knows. So, Peter, um, so I was quoting this survey that says that a lot of people are thinking about making plans for their next vacation or um, thinking about where they're going to go. And, of course, a lot of people need to travel because they need to visit family in in other states and check on them. Sure. Well, listen, the survey is not surprising. We all want to get out. Mm -hmm. You know, we have our cultural DNA has evolved. We don't just want to travel. We need to travel. It's what we love to do. Uh, However, the real question is not going to be when we're going to travel or even where we're going to go. And you and I will get into that, but it's really how we're going to get there. And so in the short term, uh, we're going to get there by car. We're going to get there by RV. Mm-hmm. We might even get there by train, uh, because our, our travel is really going to be limited to the domestic United States, the 48 states in the continental U.S., simply because that's who's opening up first. Uh, and many, many states are, in a limited way, starting to open up as we're speaking. So by the end of this month, or maybe even by Memorial Day weekend, uh, the majority of the states will be, on some level, open for business. Uh, and... If you're going by car, it'll probably be 300 miles, you know, road trips of one-tank trips from your home. That'll be how we will first start. A lot of families might be traveling together, and that's where the RV comes in, Uh, you know, their self-contained quarantine mobile, if you will. Uh, National parks and state parks, 
still be crowded. Uh, but here's the cool thing if you're going to do a road trip. Go get yourself one of the original road atlases and look for those <laughs> traditional blue highways. Those are the highways that are not the interstates. We're talking the two-lane county roads. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best time ever to rediscover America. We all need to do it, myself included, and I'll be the first one out there in a car when I can. Well, it does say that uh, drivers are hitting the road more often, and that's what the data is showing. So you would recommend a a road trip? You bet. I mean, take a look at a map just from Chicago alone and give yourself a a four-hour radius. That gets you to the Mississippi. That gets you up to Madison, Wisconsin. That gets you, you know, to some of the lakes, uh, some of the Great Lakes, not just Michigan, uh, but go further north to Superior and stuff. And in those small towns, if you're worried about social distancing, they are by definition the the, the prime candidates for social distancing because they're not going to be crowded. Uh, What people are worried about right now is going to a hotel that may be, you know, 500 rooms and how many people are congregating in the lobby or in the restaurant or the bar or how many can. Uh, But if you're in a small town and there's a hotel there with 50 or 40 rooms, chances are you're going to be okay, at least in terms of your comfort zone. Uh, Well, you know, there's been some discussion, I know, here, um, because Wisconsin is so close and so many of us go to Wisconsin on vacation, about mandatory quarantines for out-of-state visitors. Yeah, I know. Uh, Here's what's happening. Let let me back into this. Right now, 100% of the international destinations in the world are closed, right? You want to go to the United Kingdom? Essentially closed, but if you do go in, if there's a flight in there, you're subject to a 14-day mandatory quarantine. Same thing with Spain. Same thing with most of the countries in Europe. And as you have one country institute the quarantine rule, every other country reciprocates. And that's what we may start seeing here in the United States where, you know, I'm in New York, but do I want somebody from the meatpacking state of South Dakota coming in without being tested? Probably not. Well, the minute we do that in New York, they're going to start putting a, a, a barrier on people from New York going to South Dakota and vice versa. It's going to happen down the line. Now, can they enforce it effectively? Probably not. But do you see state highway patrolmen, visions of them at borders turning away license plates that don't belong to their state? Initially, you could see that. Uh, so, look, all bets are off right now as we begin to see these states open. But remember, in the absence of widespread testing or a workable, scalable vaccine, uh, everybody's going to want to protect their borders, initially at least. How did you read my mind? That was just going to be my follow-up question of how they're going to enforce it. But, of course, uh, you already answered that. Well, you know, it's, it's, look, if they tell me if I show up in Wisconsin, I have to be quarantined for 14 <laughs> days, they don't have the resources to come knock on my door for 14 straight days to make sure I'm, I'm telling the truth. And nobody's going to be fitted with an electronic bracelet here. So, you know, we're, doing, we're dealing ultimately with an honor system that's probably going to break down. Well, now today I did get um, an email from Southwest Airlines saying that they're having a real good special on on uh, tickets. Not surprising. You know, traditionally, when there's an economic problem, the travel industry tries to discount their way out of it. Southwest, as you know, is a leader, has been historically in, in low fares. Uh, so this doesn't surprise me. Uh, by the way, this Saturday on my show, I'm going to have the CEO of Southwest on. So nice. we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, I know that Jasmine is thinking about flying to L.A. in July. 
And she, Jasmine, what's your question for Peter? Well, my question is with this stay at home order they just issued for the next three months, I'm not sure if I'm going to go be able to go in July if it starts in May, correct? Right. What they've done now in Los Angeles, actually all of Los Angeles County, is they've extended their stay at home order till July 15th. So when you hear stuff like that, once again, here comes reciprocity. What's going to stop other states from matching that? Uh, I, it, you know, it's going to happen. So now, will they extend it beyond July 15th? We don't know. It's it's like the cruise line, uh, like Carnival announced last week, they're gonna, they were thinking of resuming cruising on August 1st. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a second. The Centers for Disease Control has a no-sale or, uh, order in place for all cruise lines that extends to the end of June, but there's no reason to believe that the CDC wouldn't extend it another three months because the cruise lines have yet to implement all the proposals that they're given to the CDC, which the CDC, by the way, has to approve before they're going to let them sail again. So it's a sliding date. Uh, and if, if you want to be smart, we're back to the road trip again, uh, because I think all bets are off realistically until the end of August. Okay, wow. So really don't try to book a, a flight on an airline. Well, no, no, you can. Look, mm-hmm. you, you can play this game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Go ahead and book a flight. But remember what the rules are. Mm -hmm. If the flight is going to go now, it's going to show that on the Internet like it's on time. But, of course, it would show that today if you wanted to fly in July. But let's say you wanted to fly on July 16th. Well, on July 13th, let's see if that flight's operating. And if the airline cancels it, you get the refund anyway. Because by that time, the enforcement action will definitely be in place because of all the small claims court action I told you about. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, You know, Peter, I know you've had plenty of time to think about this um, as you've been forced to stay in one place, but how different is travel going going to look on the other side of this? Well, in terms of what hospitality normally means, you know, social gathering, uh, common ground, people to people exchange, uh, you know, everything from hotels and resorts to amusement parks to just the the airline experience. It's going to be very different, uh, and some of it may be permanent. Uh, you may now, from now on, be checking into a hotel electronically the night before. You may not have any human contact when you walk into the lobby. Your phone will probably open your door. There won't be a, even a metal or a card key. And when you open the door, you will physically break a seal that is your guarantee that the room has been completely hermetically sealed and cleaned before you got there. Wow. Uh, I had not even thought about that. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things you're going to look forward to. Uh, and then it's going to change your lifestyle within the hotel. What about room service? What about housekeeping? Are you going to let them in the room while you're there? Remember, everything I'm telling you now is being spoken about in the absence of a vaccine. A vaccine can, make, can be obviously the game changer. But until that vaccine comes in, we're dealing with real fear and we're dealing with liability. What hotel wants you to check in without an assurance that you're not frothing at the mouth or glowing in the dark? Right? Absolutely. And Exactly. And they want that just not only for, for you and other guests, they want it for their own employees. So we're going to see business travel completely, you know, flatline because no corporation wants to send their executives on a trip unless the corporation receives a guarantee that everything's okay. The executives and the employees don't want to travel till they get the guarantee and the locations where they're going want a guarantee. It's everybody wants their security blanket 
And right now, there's nothing in place. There's no vehicle in place. There's no protocol in place to give them that guarantee. You've heard talk about, like, an immunity card. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you know what? That's got to be universally recognized and accepted. And what point is an immunity card that says I would test it negative when the test was a month ago? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, So... before everybody jumps back on an airplane or or makes a reservation for a hotel, you're going to have to come up with your own decision as to what your level of comfort is and what you're, what you're feeling safe doing and then how you have to play by the rules. And if you can do that, then travel will start to come back domestically. International, we're talking next year. Cruise lines, we're talking next year. That's the bottom line. So a lot of changes in terms of screening and cleaning procedures um, and a lot of other Oh, screening factors. alone. My goodness. Yeah. Screening alone. Who's going to do the screening at the airport? And where's the physical space where they're going to do it, given social distancing? If the, air, if the TSA is going to do the, the, the temperature checks of passengers, which will probably be required before they even let you through security to get to the gate, or even in some cases into the airport, where are they going to do that screening when people have to be six feet apart? Basically, you thought the TSA lines were long before. Mm-hmm. Good luck. We're talking a mile and a half long on certain days now. This is not exactly what we had in mind. So you may see a situation just based on pure physical design where that screening is going to have to happen at a remote facility before you get to the airport. And I'm guessing a lot of lawyers are going to be working on the fine print for everything, right? They're already working on it. Are you kidding? This is a lawyer's parade now because everybody wants to CYA. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Airbnbs and, uh, v, you know, VRBOs. How, how, yeah. yeah. What's going to happen with that? Well, the same thing that's going to happen with that is going to happen on a personal level, meaning on a one-to-one level between the owner and the guest, that's happening at the hotels. They're going to have to change their entire marketing playbook. Nobody's going to care anymore about whether they get a king-size bed or the thread count on the sheets. They want to be focused on the process. Everything short of changing the name of your, of your hotel or your Airbnb location to the Hazmat Inn, you're going to want to know, how did they get my room ready? When did they get my room ready? And... You know, let me see that process before I I hit the keystroke on my computer and give them my credit card. Is the silver lining in this, Peter Greenberg, the $58 billion of tax dollars that help bail out the airlines? Is it, I saw a diagram for how they can re, you know, structure seating on flights to make it more comfortable. I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) Listen. Right now, Delta Airlines are saying, you know, they're not going to book the middle seat you know, through the end of June. Well, it's easy to say that when you only have 17 people per plane. But when people start coming back to fly, airline economics doesn't make that sustainable for them. Not only that, even if they block the middle seat, you're not six feet away from the guy on the window if you're sitting at the aisle. You're two feet away, maybe two and a half feet away. And you're certainly not six feet away from the guy sitting behind you who's just about to cough. So... We're going to have to deal with that. And that, 20, that $58 billion bailout was only to keep the airlines flying, even if they're flying empty planes, to do things like haul the U.S. mail and to keep people employed so there's not even further unemployment. But if those passenger loads don't go up in the, in the near future, when September 30th rolls around and that bailout money is, is basically either gone or the airlines are no longer required under that CARES Act to employ all those people, 
you can kiss a lot of pilots and flight attendants and gate agents and mechanics goodbye. And that's not going to be pretty. No, we hope that doesn't happen. So, Peter, where are you going to go? Where's the first place you're going to travel to? Well, actually, I'm a fireman here in New York, and I've been oh. a fireman since I'm 18. Wow, thank it's you for your Long service. Island. Yeah. Yep, I'm on Long Island. So uh, uh, basically, in about 10 days, I will be on duty, and I'll be out there. Uh, actually, it's about 50 miles east of Manhattan, and that's where I'll be on duty. That'll be the first place I go. Okay. Well, um, any place you're thinking farther away from that, the second place you'll go? Well, you know what? I will get on a plane, and I will go anywhere in the world as long as I don't have to be quarantined for 14 days. And so the minute something opens up where I can do it, you know, intelligently and responsibly, I'll be on that plane. Oh, well, thanks for being with us. Peter Greenberg, I guess I'm going to have to lease or buy a car, Peter, because I don't have a car. <laughs> well, you know what? When the, when the automobile manufacturers are offering you 0% APR for 84 months, now's a great time to get one. Well, are you going to co-sign for me, Peter? <laughs> you know what? I don't think they'll even let you. They don't even need a co-sign. Okay, They're just gotcha. happy that somebody takes something off the lot. All right. Thanks, Peter. You can listen to uh, Peter's show, Eye on Travel, this Saturday at 3 p.m. Of course, he's the travel editor at CBS News. And we feel very lucky that you took the time out of your day to talk with us. Thanks so much, Peter. Hey, where else was I going to go? <laughs> hey, we were supposed to feel special. <laughs> I am. I am. You're special, too. Have a great night. Hey, you too.